Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast, the draft pick profile series presented by Verizon. Rolling on here, Ethan Greenberg, EA, breaking down the second third round pick of the New York Jets. That's defensive lineman, outside linebacker Jabari Zuniga out of Florida. And you're going to hear from Joe Douglas and his staff on why they like Zuniga, why they think he's a good fit for the Jets. You're also going to hear from Zuniga himself. I spoke with him after he was selected on that very busy day two of the NFL draft for the New York Jets. And EA, this is a player where the Jets selected him. They had their options if they wanted to go with a receiver or they wanted to beef up the interior of the offensive line, but they end up going with a guy who can play defensive line, or maybe he can stand up and rush in Jabari Zuniga. Yeah, Green's first two picks, the Jets go Makai Becton in the first round. They come back in the second round, move back, and Joe Douglas takes Baylor wide receiver Denzel Mims. And, of course, Ashton Davis got day two underway for the New York Jets. And then they came back with another defensive player, Jabari Zuniga, a guy who uh, had an interesting college career at the University of Florida. He can play all up and down uh, that defensive line. Uh, good first step, explosive player. Uh, and Greens, he considers himself the steal of the draft. I know a lot of fans are probably looking at it and saying, well, why don't you take receiver there? Because interestingly enough, the next two picks that fouled Zeninga were Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky and Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. But uh, Douglas, I think, added another chess piece for Greg Williams. Ashton Davis, we talked at length about his versatility. Well, you're getting another guy who was an extremely versatile player at the University of Florida, and he's got a lot of upside as well. And before EA and I dive into Jabari Zaniga and the player he is, his past at Florida, what he can provide to the Jets, let's hear from the man himself. Let's hear from Joe Douglas and his staff on why they like Jabari Zaniga. He can play DN. He can reduce inside and nickel packages to line up over a guard. You know, his suddenness, uh, his explosiveness off the ball. You know, his motor, his play temperament, how hard he plays, that jumps off the tape. The first thing that he showed was his versatility throughout his career, being able to play, you know, all over the front for Florida's defensive line. He's played anywhere from right to left. They'll kick him inside as a sub-pass rusher as well. And then at times he would stand up and rush from different spots. So, you know, the good thing is he shows versatility, but what he does have is his explosiveness and twitch off the ball and get off. You're talking about a guy who at 265 pounds ran 465. Although he missed you know, six games a season, his production rate and what he did show when he was on the field is what we saw in him and what we expect from him transitioning forward for us to the Jets in terms of being able to get after the quarterback. I really like Jabari. He's a versatile guy that can play up and down the line of scrimmage. He's, uh, he's hard charging. You know, he's a brute in there. He's got really strong hands. He's got speed to power. You know, he can reduce as an interior rusher. He's got snap through the hips. He, he, he can play leverage. He can two gap. He's got good strength in his hands. He can hold the point of attack versus run. You know, this guy flashing at the, at the end of plays and, and, and making plays on the ball. And, you know, he, he runs a 4-6-40. He's about 6-3 and he's 260 pounds. He's just really an explosive guy that, uh, that, that uses his explosiveness uh, to, to make plays all over the field. He struggled through a few injuries. You know, this year and missed a few games, 
if you watch that Miami game, I feel like he really took over that Miami game. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's another kid that, uh, that, that played well at the senior bowl. He showed well at the senior bowl as well. We were fired up to get a guy like this, you know, a guy that's got some real power to him that, that you can feel when watching him. You know, he's a force at the point of attack and he's a good athlete. You know, he's got a high motor. He's going to fit in well with the guys we have uh, on the D line and, and at the outside backer position. You know, he had just sort of an unfortunate uh, beginning to a season in terms of the, the high ankle sprain. And sometimes those are tough to get over. And, you know, this was a very productive player when he was on the field. He's another player. I use the word versatile. You know, he can play uh, outside as a as a rusher on the edge, but he's also quick and, and physical enough to, to go inside along the defensive front. So he can really almost line up anywhere across that front line. Uh, and, you know, he brings a dimension of pass rush, whether it's off the corner or inside in, in a sub situation uh, on, on the interior that, you know, you just never have enough guys that can get after the quarterback. And that that's an area we wanted to improve. We felt like the value was there. He was rated high on our board pretty much through this whole journey from December to February through this month's meetings. And so he sort of maintained his water, if you want to term it that way. And we thought he represented good value in the third round. The first thing that stands out to me about Zaniga, you hear all the Jets personnel staff talk about it too, is he was effective even though he only played in six games this season for Florida because he missed most of the year with a high ankle sprain. And his stats at the end of the season, he only had 14 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and three sacks. But Joe Douglas mentioned in his media call after they drafted Zaniga that he had a very high production rate despite missing the majority of the season. You look at Zuniga, he had 45 tackles and six and a half sacks in 2018. So Joe Douglas talks about his production rate. Yeah, it's there. When he was on the field, he was making plays, making things happen. And the other thing that I think stood out to the Jets about this Gator was he played with his hair on fire greens. Yeah, I think one thing about Jabari, it seems like he's a very reserved player off of the football field, and then he puts on a helmet, and then the switch flips, and he really goes after it. I mean, in his career at Florida, he redshirted in 2015 and then played 2016 to 2019 for the Gators, 18 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles for loss, and... I think what the Jets really like about him and I feel like, again, we're beating a dead horse is his versatility. The fact that he can play any position along the defensive line, he can develop his pass rush over time. And really, I think Phil Savage said it best in that clip we heard earlier. said you can't have enough of these guys, guys that are versatile and guys that get after the quarterback. And I think that Zuniga at the end of the day is Probably not the pick Jets fans imagined, but it's a position which Jets fans wanted Joe Douglas to address. And I think Zaniga fits the bill, frankly. Well, he can certainly disrupt the opposition quarterback, but he is a penetrator green. So he's going to try to get upfield in a hurry. And he is a guy, frankly, who's still learning the game. He played one year of high school football. So 
Uh, you look at his production at the University of Florida playing on Saturdays in the SEC. You mentioned the 18 and a half sacks in 42 career games. What I found fascinating throughout the pre-draft process is we talked about him as an edge. Well, he himself talks about how he can play the nine technique, the three technique. Uh, he, he can play the traditional end spot. And then he can move inside too maybe in sub packages and he's playing closer to the center. So at this point in his career, you probably consider him more of an interior rusher greens. Yeah. I think that the guy that comes to mind when I think of a guy like this is almost kind of like Jordan Jenkins in a way where he wasn't the most productive pass rusher at Georgia, but he showed flashes and then he developed his pass rush since coming into the league. And Jordan Jenkins has done that. And Jabari Zaniga can do that from now till his third or fourth year in the league. Then I think he's on the right path. And when you look at his past, this is another basketball first athlete. He didn't play football until he was in high school. He was five foot eleven and two hundred ten pounds during his junior season before hitting a growth spurt, and now he's six three, two sixty four, and mm-hmm. this is a guy that was not heavily recruited. He's a three star athlete, and at the end of the day, I think this is another guy that has worked up to the position in which he was drafted, and that's something we've said for. Denzel Mims, it's something we said for Ashton Davis, and I think it's definitely something that we can say for Jabari Zaniga as well. Yeah, the other thing is uh, uh, he's 6'3", 264 pounds. In Indianapolis, he ran the 40-yard dash, I believe, in 4.64 seconds. So I think that uh, caught the eye of a lot of onlookers, people who followed the draft, and, of, of course, the scouts. You saw him playing fast on film Well. The 40-yard dash confirmed that in Indianapolis. The Jets, you're going to see probably, I would imagine, Jordan Jenkins and a guy like Terrell Basham standing up more. And this guy has room to grow, not only just picking up pass rush techniques as his career evolves in the National Football League, but I anticipate he'll probably put on some weight as well, Greens. Yeah, I think that's fair to say, too. And we'll see what happens when we finally get back to the facility and he can touch the grass a little bit. But I think this is an interesting pick, to say the least, because similar to Ashton Davis, not only with the versatility, the Jets at the end of the day might have gotten a discount on Jabari Zaniga if he played a full season and were healthy for the entirety of the season. If he had a little more senior tape then maybe he's a round two pick and not a a round three pick. You're right. Six games. But in this case, you're talking about Jabari Zaninga and uh, not a major injury. So uh, by all accounts, when he gets back to one Jets drive or when he arrives at one Jets drive, uh, I think he should be ready to go. And this is a great place for a young defense alignment. If I'm a young defense alignment, This is a place I want to go to. Andre Carter, a great pass rusher in his heyday, heading up that Jets defensive line. And Greg Williams, a defensive mastermind. And we saw what the Jets did last year. And that defensive line is very deep. And it's got a lot of big dogs who get after it. And what better guy for a young kid to hang around or follow around the facility than Steve McClendon. Yeah, I don't think there is a better person for a young defensive player to follow than Steve McClendon. He's kind of the defensive 
father of the bunch, really. And before we break down just how Zuniga fits into this jet scheme and what this roster looks like with him on it, let's hear from Jabari Zuniga himself. Jabari, congratulations. What was it like getting the phone call from Joe Douglas? I mean, it's very exciting. You know, I was, I was with the family, so so everybody was just overwhelmed with emotion. You know, my mom, my mom was was almost crying. So so you know, it was, it was just very exciting and an emotional moment. What was your pre-draft interactions like with the Jets, and did you have a sense that they liked you throughout the process? Um, yeah, I talked to the Jets about about sort of about five times, and I talked to them at the, at the Senior Bowl. I talked to them at the Combine. And then I talked to them. They they uh, Zoom called me about uh, three times um, after the combine. So so I kind of had an idea that that they were interested. But but you know I, uh, I'm just excited to be here. Excited to be a part of the, of the organization. So you clearly, to your point, had a lot of interaction with the Jets. What do you think that you can add to this defense? I heard you talking about your versatility, but what can you specifically bring to this Jets front? Um. Probably tenacity. You know, I feel like you know I'm I'm a um I'm a very uh, aggressive player. So I just feel like you know I can, I can bring a um a pass rush to the to the uh, to the defense. And I feel like just just, just being an overall tenacious player, just being an overall tenacious football player. And I heard you talking to the media before this. You said you feel like the Jets got the steal of the draft because, of course, you were hampered with that ankle injury. So yes, sir. At full health, what do you bring to a defense? Um, I definitely feel like, you know, I bring a lot, you know, uh, but like, like you said, you know, I, I was kind of hampered by my, uh, by my ankle injury, but, but you know, I feel like, like, like a healthy, a healthy me is, 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 is a very good football player. And, and, and that's, that's definitely what the Jets are getting, you know, um, like I said, it didn't, you know, a hard worker, you know, somebody that's dedicated, somebody that's going to do anything for the organization. So. Jamar, did you meet with Greg Williams at all during your pre-draft interactions, whether that was Senior Bowl, Combine, or Zoom? I didn't, no, sir. Okay, well, who did you meet with? Um, I met with the GM, my position coach, mm-hmm. and... Andre Carter or Joe Vitt? Joe Vitt. Okay. And then the, uh, and then the assistant position coach. Okay, and... If I were to ask you how to describe your game, what would you say? Uh, probably versatile. You know, I feel like you know I can play play a lot of different positions. Um, you know, I feel like you know I can play uh, all along the line in different uh, sub packages. Um, so probably very very versatile. You know, I feel like you know I'm I'm, I'm aggressive. You know, I feel like uh, tenacious. So so yeah, that's probably that. And do you prefer to play with your hand in the ground or standing up? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Okay. And I just want to ask you this. I saw something that said, you know, you're kind of a quiet, soft-spoken guy and you let your play on the field do you talking. Would you consider that accurate? Yeah. That is very accurate. Yes, sir. I, um, I consider myself uh, more on the introverted side. You know, I'm, I'm not really a, a guy that likes the club stuff like that, but but you know when I when I get on the field, I definitely let it loose and I definitely let it all out. Hey Jabari, did you know Marcus May and Brian Poole when they were at Florida too? Because you guys overlapped, but I don't know how friendly you guys were. Yeah, we uh we weren't the best of friends, but but you know, I definitely looked up to those guys, and I feel like in my mind those are two two Florida greats. You know they're 
they're two players that uh that belong in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, uh college football Hall of Fame, let alone the uh, Florida Hall of Fame. So so that. So I definitely feel like you know those those guys are legendary, but we weren't the uh, closest of friends, but but I definitely looked up to them from a leadership perspective. All right, Jabbar, I just want to ask you this before we wrap things up. Obviously, this is unprecedented times because you know, all your rookie classes and everything will be through virtual program. But what's step number one for you now that you're a New York Jet? Of course, getting on my teammates, but but probably and the most definitely uh, the most definite point is like. Uh, get into that playbook because, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's all about, uh, you know, being being a productive player in this league. And I definitely feel like that's, that's the most important step, just getting into the playbook. Yeah, I think one of the benefits of drafting a guy like this at the at a position where the Jets are rather stout is that I think maybe the expectations are a little less from day one, be only because – I don't know how much play he'll get as a starter. I assume that he'll probably be involved in sub packages to a certain degree. But when you look at the the defensive line between Steve McClendon, Lorenzo Fadokasi, Nathan Shepard, Henry Anderson, Quinnen Williams, and then you think about guys like Jordan Jenkins and Terrell Basham last year, it just feels like Jabari Zuniga will have an ability or an opportunity rather to – be almost sponge-like, soak up as much as he can from all these talented players, and then be effective for the Jets on the field. You just have a lot of options. Uh, uh, Greg Williams, uh, and he's the first one to tell you, don't say I run a 4-3, don't say I run a 3-4, because he's going to continually mix it up. And you're playing in so many sub-packages anyway. So, again, good situation. And when you read the scouting reports about Zeninga, you know the guy I thought of immediately a little bit when they said the hair on fire, the nonstop motor, the strength. I did think of a guy like uh, Jordan Jenkins. I'm not saying that the, he is the same player. I'm saying that DNA, that is the guy I thought of just the way the style is getting up the field, never taking a playoff, getting his nose dirty, uh, the explosiveness. And Zaninga has a high upside again. You're, and that's what you want in these draft picks. None of these guys are finished products. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because you can speak to this a little more than I can. I'm pretty sure that Jabari Zaniga's pro comparison, I don't remember which website it was. It might have been Pro Football Focus. might have been an, another website. Their pro comparison for Jabari Zaniga was Calvin Pace. So mm-hmm. that's a player that I watched growing up. And, you know, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'd like you to expand on this. But Calvin Pace, to me and I think most Jets fans, was he's a guy that probably given you between five and eight sacks, a year and he's a great run defender as an edge setter and maybe in a lot of ways almost feels like an older version of Jordan Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, well, Calvin Pace was a hell of a player. He wasn't a guy who was coming off the edge, getting you 15 sacks a year, but to your point, he was consistent. He was a dominant in terms of turning things inside. He was a cerebral assassin greens. Uh, He could study it and he knew the way offenses were attacking him. And he was a key part on some of those great defenses, but strong, stout, 
not a blazer off the edge, but he could get there. And also uh, just a guy who it, it was going to be tough ever getting outside of him. Speaking of pace, guys you talk to over the years is that it's great to have a number one move. It's great to even have a secondary move. But what separates the good pass rushers from the uh, very good ones to the excellent ones is they have multiple tools in their bag. So if one doesn't work, I'm going to B. If B doesn't work, I'm switching to C. And that's going to develop over time. But he has those raw tools that you like. I know we keep saying this, but it feels like it goes back to Jordan Jenkins again. And he's kind of like this example, this third round example that his pass rush numbers from a sacks perspective has increased every year since he's entered the league in 2016. And I think that that is kind of like the, the poster child of what you want out of a third round pick, I feel like. And I think Jabari Zaniga, from everything that I've read, it seems like he has the work ethic, the motor. It seems like he's a guy that is going to fit in the locker room. So I think Jets fans should be excited not only about this pick, but really when you think about what that front seven looks like fully healthy, considering where they finished last year, top 10, number two against the run as a defense. You think about this front seven now adding another piece. We've said this before, but the front has an ability to be a very, very effective group when football is finally back. Uh, you know, I look at it and say you were top 10 in yards, yards allowed last year, number seven overall. There is no reason why this defense can't be top 10 again. I think they'll probably want to get those scoring numbers down, but a lot goes into the scoring equation turnovers, field position, and whatnot. So I don't know if that's the right stat when you're looking at defenses, nor is yards always the right judge. But by the end of the season, the Jets were one of the better defenses in the National Football League. You mentioned front seven. I'm just – I'm looking at the entire defense because, again, you added that piece before Ashton Davis – and he gives you more flexibility and versatility and you're adding to all world safety and Jamal Adams. And then you got Marcus May back there and where it's going to be interesting what happens at the cornerback position. But I I just think right now the Jets have a, a lot of different pieces and they added big time with these two first defenders here early in the draft in Davis and the aforementioned Jabari Zeninga. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, yes, the Jets are going to have a very good front seven, but I think it extends beyond that. And now you got Zeninga too, because he's another piece that, again, if he steps into a sub package role right away, he's another guy you have to account for a 4.64 guy who's 264 pounds, who can get up the field and penetrate. So these are more pieces on this defense that was good last year that has a chance to be very good in 2020. All right, there you have it. Another edition of the official Jets podcast, the Draft Pick Profile Series presented by Verizon. That was the Jabari Zaniga edition. EA, myself, going back to Gainesville for the next episode with Florida running back LaMichael Pirine. Ryan.